1: absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated. Wow did we just write an ad? Yes.
2: Bombas big comfort for everyone go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase.
3: Welcome to the news podcast number 639. Uh, uh, New episodes of Nine are not being made this week. Uh, This would be the week of February 16th through the 20th, uh, we will return next week on the 23rd with uh, a very special episode with Paula Tompkins and two of the puppets from No You Shut Up is going to be the panel, so uh, I'm very excited about that, and then then we'll be back on For a while, also uh, adding second shows to the Fun Comfortable Tour. A bunch of new tour dates and cities are going to be announced, I believe, next week. But uh, second show has been added in Chicago at the Athenaeum. The first show sold out. Go to funcomfortabletour.com for info about that. Events from the Nerdist community, from people like you, or possibly you, uh, who have uh, personal projects and things that they would like to signal boost. So, first of all, uh, October 23rd to the 25th in Yakima, Washington, uh, the first Comic-Con in Yakima is going to be hosted there. They're in the process of finding vendors and talent and artists, so if anyone's interested in being part of the show, go to their website at CentralCityComicCon.com and fill out an inquiry on the contact page. Also, Tuesday, March 3rd at 5pm, they're going to be meeting with potential volunteers and have ideas to kick around. They're meeting at the Engagency at 521 West Yakima Avenue. Again, CentralCityComicon.com. Also, Reen Roberts has written a nice email. I've listened for a couple years now, and finally, learning to enjoy my burrito, I've started to sell my photography. Good job, Reen! Uh, never able to show anyone beyond my family, and uh, he's very excited and putting it out in the world. So go show him some support. He is at Etsy.com. Balanced Pictures is uh, his Etsy store. So go check that out. And congratulations to you, Reen! If you have a community corkboard idea you want to submit. Events at Nerdist.com Events at Nerdist.com um, This episode is Simon Helberg Who uh, I've known for a couple of years now A spectacularly cool dude uh, He of course is on the Big Bang Theory But he's promoting his movie that he uh, uh, co-wrote and directed With his uh, wife uh, called We'll Never Have Paris uh, It is not in theaters anymore But uh, it should be out on VOD or Blu-ray very soon So uh, go look that up. Uh, We'll never have Paris. Simon Helberg. Here's Nerdist Podcast episode number 639 with Simon Helberg.
2: Now entering Nerdist.com.
0: Yeah, 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 how'd it go? It it's a good, it's good really conversation. Yeah, yeah. Man, you
3: were really, I'm awesome. really good at this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just did what I thought you would have done. Yeah, really? which I talked about you for most of the time. Good, 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 yeah, yeah. Good, 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 good. That'll be all, Jonah. do.
3: <laughs> That'd be great if we had a trap door in here. I would so love to just get rid of me.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. Just one trap
3: door. Just one trap door. Forever. I'd get stuck in it, really. <laughs> I'm just like, huh? Yeah. I'm
0: just... It's halfway in, yeah. yes. That's the. Uh, it's even worse now. The comedy now, of it, never yeah,
4: yeah. It would be <laughs> fantastic. I have that same key, but it's, d- but it's the, at the valet.
3: Oh, I don't want to drop names. Well, of course you do. You guys all got raises. I don't,
1: I don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course you. Take, I'm, I'm sure
3: you must have nine of these. <laughs> yes,
4: yes. I, I, and I have a personal valet. He comes with me. <laughs> <laughs> Is That'd it Kyle? Awesome. Kyle's my personal yeah. valet. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so awesome if you could just have like a guy in a bow tie next to you and you'd be like, all right pull up to the meter and be like just like, like arthur i guess that's what yeah that's i a what want a john gilgood like. <laughs> yeah. in my life yeah
3: just always just always yeah, there for you a hilarious older uh gay butler yes who <laughs> is always there to provide insight uh yeah. and and be my be my uh, surrogate father
0: if you were still drinking you'd probably need one <laughs> i think i probably <laughs> yeah. would be yeah yeah be oh court-appointed
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would just make some court-appointed guy wear a tuxedo all the time, <laughs> just to carry me around. Mm-hmm. But uh, how have you been? I never, I never. We're all so busy. I never get to see you. I know, I know. I god I've, damn it! I grumble, keep. I, s- I
4: stand outside the door here and I wave to you, but. Apparently, it doesn't make an impression. I'm very busy. You're busier than me. <laughs> yes. I don't know if that's true. No, no. Well, you, you are. Nuts. You have like four, five, six things but
3: happening. But you also, okay, but in addition to your show, which takes up time, you also have this movie, which would have yes. taken up time. Now you're doing all the press for that movie. Which... Yes. Yeah. Even though the movie is only 90 minutes,
4: it actually it took longer to shoot. If it, if it was a ninety-minute commitment,
0: it's not a oneer. Just an it entire.
4: No, it wasn't in real time. I I I really signed up for more than I was able to handle. I thought that because mm. I am on a TV show, and I thought,
0: yeah, it's the same thing.
3: Ten to, to five, like you're, yeah, you're, yeah. The like, movies right. don't work that way, though. No, apparently. I,
4: I, saw, I mean, Birdman is like is a wonder, right? <laughs> <laughs> they shot that in a weekend, yeah. I think. Didn't they just all kind of like show up? They all, yeah. showed up when they,
3: met, they all showed up on a Friday. Mr.
4: Norton, Mr. Keaton,
0: Mr. Hello, Keaton, Mr. Mr. Norton. And roll it. Yeah, all yeah. right. Now all roll, right. roll in the real time special effects. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well,
3: <laughs> yeah. that's why Keaton actually learned how to make things levitate with his mind. Yes, is that's that, right. Because uh, he's that good. Yeah. But no. yeah, and then by Sunday they all just went home. Yeah, it I sounds great. It I thought that's why it seemed like a blast. But yeah. it
0: took a long <laughs> What time. fun
3: they had! Yeah, yeah, I think the way that it worked was that they they shot. They met on a Friday, shot it on a Saturday and Sunday, and then Monday it came out. Right. And uh, it was part
0: of a twenty four hour film festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you did you like the filmmaking process, or were you spoiled by sitcom schedule? Oh my
4: god, it's so hard. I don't know. I think I. I mean, I'm probably a bit. Spoiled, but I think there's got to also be a, 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 a an easier way to potentially make a film. But uh, you know, when you're making it in 22 days and on on a, a small budget. It's. Uh, we also had to deal with this heat wave in New York. It was the worst heat wave in forty years, apparently. Jeez. And then when we did posts in New York, it was the polar vortex, the worst <laughs> winter. So it was like a mythical, literally like the gods were trying to stop us from from making this. Of
3: all the places in the country, New York really gets punched in the really face does. repeatedly. Yeah. yeah, in a lot of different ways.
4: I, I know it's. Uh, yeah, you gotta
3: be you gotta be tough to
0: live in New York. Yeah, Yeah.
4: and and I'm not tough,
0: but it's worth it because once you get to summertime, the smells.
4: It's true. You know what people ate last week. Uh, Yeah, so I I went. I was there for summertime, and that was uh, yeah. It was it was grueling, but um, I did. And I had to do so. You know, I wrote it and I co-directed and produced it and was and I I, it was a lot of pressure. And I don't I don't I lost 15 pounds making the movie. You can't spare that. I know. That's what I. That's what I. I was trying to tell my body but i <laughs> apparently anxiety is a magical thing uh it was horrible i i mean you see in the movie like i i like lose weight but it's out of, out of sequence yeah. it wasn't a oneer i eventually i caved in we had to shoot it uh over a period of time and out of sequence and i so i like there'll be like a scene where i'm like 10 pounds skinnier in the middle of the movie, and then I'm back. But it's uh, weird. You know, but I, it's, I lose it all from it's all ankle weight. So yeah. you can't, it's not. You know, it's I just thought that face.
3: it's more like artistic choices that you were making. So yeah. You know, these are like the subtle.
4: Well, Jake Gyllenhaal changes. did it, and I was like, what
0: if I just lost 15 <laughs> pounds? What
3: if I made my eyes look like they're bugging out of yeah. my face? Yeah. <laughs> the creepiest weight loss was Christian Bale and the Machinist, which yes. that was, that was it's weird. It's fucking disturbing.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he, these people are, that's just not healthy. No. no.
3: I, 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 because I had
4: heard, you know, his wife was like, during, at one point during the the shooting of I think of the machinist she was like at, at night she was like the phone rang she was like Christian and he was just like I think he was like dead I think he like defense oh, and what I'm trying to tell you is he's, he's, he died. He's not, he died. No he died. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Oh, yes. yeah. Well, uh, well, Someone I took guess, over, though. Some <laughs> other guy is doing it now. I
3: guess he'll have to scream at God <laughs> yeah. to get out of his <laughs> yeah. eye now. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah.
4: yeah but no, but, but these people... Uh, they
0: called a stand-in from uh, uh, Empire of the Sun to come back. and <laughs> Yeah. And it turns out he aged to look just like him. Yeah. Screen. It's like Dorian Gray. That yeah. was, it was really smart thinking.
4: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, But, oh, man, that tape was so good of him yelling at the guy. Yeah. I
3: think he maybe since apologized for that.
4: But then didn't sure. he hit his mother while he was trying to apologize? But then his mom was like, Christian, I think if you're going to say so, he's like, oh, and he just hit her in the face. He just punched her in the yeah, face. He's like, oh, another
0: fucking apology. Another, like, like yeah. Later, he know, just keeps hitting again. the people yeah, that yeah. are going. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Please, can we stop asking him to apologize? Yeah, yeah. Please
3: just let him. It's his know, trigger. <laughs> it's just, <yeah. laughs> stop with these buzzwords. <laughs> these, these buzzwords like uh, apologize. Yeah, yeah. Please be sorry. what you yeah. say? <laughs> what you What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. No, please don't. Yeah. Don't hit me repeatedly. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah, it's uh uh the movie-making process I would imagine I I, I imagine it, it drives people insane.
4: It does. I saw I I mean I I, I it made me so happy to have uh, I have, you know, well, to have a dressing room like on the show. I have these luxurious things, like a, a place to go to the bathroom, right. that is <laughs> with a door, and then a, even a place to sit the and turlet? The yeah, one of those. And so, I mean, this movie was, um, you know, people were passing out from heat stroke, and like uh, my wife ended up in the hospital after a rap party oh, from exhaustion. Shit. I mean, it was, it was insane. And then we had to go to Paris and shoot three days in Paris, and like a third of the movie takes place there. So we just shot like some of it guerrilla style, some, I don't even know how we got permits. I can't imagine it was totally legal. We shot in the Naval uh, Museum and they were like, you can shoot here, but if somebody high up in the French government or military dies within 10 days, we are going to, we are, we are not going to allow a film crew, because we'll have to drape it in these flags, and there will be soldiers. At, and I was like, oh, and I all of a sudden got very involved in French politics.
3: <laughs> just watching. I was like, I just I, you I, jumping we, and taking yeah, bullet. Yeah, exactly. It, like, yeah, yeah.
4: I was, like, sea yeah. Sea yeah. I was like, We need to protect these men. <laughs> the France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was out there uh, like a Navy SEAL, jumping into the into the waters and into the Seine, and and then look, I protected those guys, and we shot that scene, and it was great. <laughs> and ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. A film was made. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was um it is hard. It is hard. But you know, uh out came and it's it, it was a personal is a personal story, so that it was like the amount the layers of, of uh of just anxiety and stress and um and when you care about things, I've found out I think the key is indifference that because if you don't care yeah, everything's cool. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of recommend that. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't care enough to recommend it, but I, I if I did it, <laughs> but if I were the yeah. type, like you know, when you're at like a you know like a like at a coffee shop and people are just like. Those guys that are there like every morning, yeah. Like at the coffee bean, like who's a regular? I mean, I guess I am. I'm. I'm I see. I'm the worst. Like I'm a regular at places, and I judge all the regulars for being regulars. So yeah. yeah. Who are like you know when you go to McDonald's and you look around, you're like, oh, look at the people who eat at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> sort of it's
0: like one of those things where it's like oh he goes here all the time. <laughs> yeah. I see him every time I'm yeah, here. I come here just to yeah, be, yeah.
3: judge you. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. And- a happy meal. Yeah. They yeah. see you I want there, there every time. Yeah,
4: and it's like, yeah, but uh, well, at least I don't uh, enjoy coming here. Yeah. I yeah. judge myself too. You probably don't even judge yourself. You're probably <laughs> yeah. healthy. Yeah. You probably think this is okay. Yeah. You accept who Simon you are. Doesn't You're seem here. very
3: happy. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs>
4: Look at these people
3: accepting who they are. Yeah. <laughs> Look at these people being. <laughs> disgusting. Look at these people with their yeah. Smiles, yeah. smiles and their contempt. happy kids. Yeah. kids. Well,
4: I'm on my way to therapy. I'll see you tomorrow <laughs> yeah. morning. Grumble, grumble, grumble.
3: Yeah my therapist will tell me I'm yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah,
4: he's like, you have some barbecue sauce on you. Shut
3: up! <laughs> you have barbecue sauce uh, on your yeah. soul. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't have it.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's... it's uh, it's sad. Well, yeah.
3: I I think uh, this is, but I think this is what you should be doing because you know, listen, you're. Your show's not going anywhere for a while.
4: I th- you oh, oh, you mean in a good... You're not like, your show's not going anywhere.
3: No, no, I mean your show is... Your show, <laughs> you mean your show it's not going to go be, off the air.
4: You're it's not, not like, going to go it's off not the gonna, air. It's no, not, it, it it's, already it's not,
3: got there, okay. Okay.
4: Simon. Hey, listen, buddy, uh, your show's not... Nothing's yeah, yeah. going to happen. That's what we you're
3: brought going. you on. <laughs> It's not. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. we no. can
4: only send you those fake numbers for for so long. <laughs> I think
3: uh, there is
4: no NBC. Wait. NBC collapsed. Yeah. with the great uh, media yeah. implosion the, of two thousand. The Nielsen yeah. ratings went out the window with Morgan Mindy's. So.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we've just been keeping. This is like. Have you seen yeah. the Truman
4: Show? Uh. But it's.
3: But I mean, I mean, like the show's not going off the air. No, anytime yeah, soon. Exactly. But but. I think it's still. You need to explore other things. Like yeah. you can't just do you, you. Creatively, like you know, you get into a certain place where you know what to expect at work every day, and you need to yeah. play with other things. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, you know,
4: I. It's funny because I think people think like, well, this is it. Like you made it, and you, you're doing it, and you're on the show, and people know you as this guy, and like that's the dream. And in a lot of ways, it it is it is the dream. But I, I guess it's more you know, it's a dream. It's a part of this. I'm mm-hmm. sure you. I mean. I don't know. Like I don't. I I don't feel done because I feel like if I say like I I've I've made it, then I then to me that sort of implies like and I'm done. Like I'm ready to be right. to check out or something. And I I mean I I'm probably a little too. I feel like I'm too driven for my own. Did I mention I lost fifteen pounds <laughs> uh, just during
3: this podcast? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can tell from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. No,
4: I mean I think I I need to like. To to cool out a little, but then I'm always afraid if I cool out a little that I'll you know like lose my mojo or something. And the
3: fire go, in the belly, it is. It's it keep you stepping. Yeah, ahead. that's called uh, colitis. That fire. <laughs> uh, but I <laughs> think it's important because you know it's it's the the show eventually will stop cuz that's just the way things hey, work hey hey come on no i mean in a 100 years okay but you've uh, always been
0: consistently working since I i've known you yeah no yeah. i've
4: been i've been lucky like i uh, yeah i mean i and I, I mean i work really hard and 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 then so the yeah then uh, along comes this show and you're like uh, okay I'll, I'll do this pilot about god again these ner- nerdy characters like oh i have to mention stephen hawking like i literally i done i i said to my agent when i when I read the pilot, I was doing Studio 60, and this is not a secret. I mean, I've, Chuck knows this. I'm not uh, being like uh, jaded here about this, but I I didn't want to do I didn't want to audition for the for the Big Bang Theory because I was on this you know coveted great show or at least what kind of uh, you know seemed to to potentially have greatness in it, which was Studio 60 and Aaron Sorkin and all these great people. And then along came a show about nerds, and I had that's all I had ever played until the Sorkin show. And, and it was like, I was like, I don't want to abandon this thing. And I'd done six pilots, and they never got picked up because that's what happens. And I sort of got convinced to at least audition. And, and, and then I was like, well, I mean, it was a great script. And eventually, like, my gosh, thank God, I I, I did. And I remember writing to Aaron Sorkin saying, like, Listen, I'm so sorry. I hope that you understand, but I got this pilot and... uh, Because I wasn't technically a regular on Studio 60, but I did like almost all of them. So he contractually, he... I, they had to let me out, but I wanted to, him to know how much I cared about the show. And uh, I said, I'm sorry, but I'm going to shoot this show. And I hope, you know, you'll understand if it doesn't get picked up. I'd love to continue to be on your show. And maybe even if it does. And, and he wrote back, You fucking asshole. Oh, and then he wrote, shit. Just kidding. They, oh. uh, and I was like, Oh my God. He's like, They would have to pry the pen out of my cold, dead hand to stop writing for you. And I have this email. Oh, was that's like, so oh, that's sweet. Great. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's so amazing. Like, he was so supportive of, of that you know, decision. And I, I eventually, I guess it was, it was a good decision because that, the big thing In the next is. episode, your
3: character on his, on his show gets, uh, if they had been, if the, if Studio 60 kept going, yeah. your character would have been decapitated. Yeah. Uh, exactly. And your, in your, Afghanistan. Your body pieces yeah. would have been divided in Afghanistan. up. Afghanistan. Yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah. How did he, an uh, 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 IED? This is a sketch comedy show. Why are there IEDs on the set? It would have been really funny if, uh,
3: really funny if they, uh, if they just gave it if they gave Studio Sixty a lot of notes and all of a sudden it's like it started becoming more about the White House where it's like, well the government's <laughs> yeah. come in and they've taken over this yeah. sketch comedy show. Yeah. yeah. It and,
4: kind of that's what kinda of happened to it. I
3: think that was sort of what was what was like maybe it was it became too many things. I, I, think, yeah. I think I think I think Studio sixty uh I, I think the idea of it was was admirable. Like yes. it's an interesting yeah. idea, but I think it's difficult to put the kind of weight. Not that when you work in the entertainment business, of course you put a lot of weight on no. your. No, yeah. but it's difficult to put the kind of social weight, the gravity, onto a sketch comedy it, show that the White House it, has. It, it, it is. I think yeah. it's,
4: and you know, they had so many amazing people there, and I think, I think tonally, it just it it missed a bit in in terms of like, is this? Are we looking at this realistically? Like, right, yeah. How did we end up in Afghanistan? You know, yeah. I mean, are, and and there's so many. I mean, you could make a whole. You can make a whole show about, you know, someone is too coked up backstage to go on live, and I mean, you, I'd, I'd want to watch that. I mean, you know, that book, the Saturday Night Live book, is like, and of course, they all knew the book, so it wasn't like, it wasn't like Aaron Sorkin wasn't familiar. I think he hung out at SNL, yeah. and, but I think he, you know, he look. I think he likes. I, there is a lot of high stakes at SNL, but I think maybe in in his mind, the the global. There's nothing that can beat. <laughs> Global yeah. stakes.
0: Well, I, right. I so, think one of the problems with it was that, you know, 30 Rock started around the same time, and 30 Rock was, you know, the same premise of like the behind the scenes of a sketch comedy show, but it was so silly. Right. And kind of like, and they, every time they would talk about the weight of a sketch, exactly. it, they did it for comedic effect, yeah. and it just kind of showed, it was just like, I think it, they were just too close together. Yeah. If, if they had come out at different times, I think it would have been fine.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know. And it, besides the truth of what happens on shows like that, is probably better than what you could fictionalize. Well, exactly. You like, I mean, want to see the documentary of
0: it,
4: exactly. Yeah. And you can thank James Franco for that. Uh, there is a uh, he made the uh, SNL. He
0: did. He did. Yeah, the I think, but it was just like a was week able... in SNL, it
4: was, right? Yeah, but then he actually did get a lot of people to to kind of come and do interviews, like from cast members. Oh fuck! I didn't yeah. know that. And, I thought uh, it was just yeah. Of it's,
3: course he did That artistic I, I, Motherfucker uh, yeah. I mean yeah How you know? dare he Who's gonna say no to him <laughs> Have a perfect idea Yeah, yeah. It's got How, a ton of them Damn it
4: Yeah He's uh I'm sure he's quoting Rimbo throughout the Document <laughs> uh, Grabbing his balls Everyone just thinks uh, He's saying Rambo Yeah 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 He's like Rimbo first blood <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's the trick he's been talking about pop culture stuff the entire time
4: yeah, yeah. saying it did you ever
3: audition for that for SNL for sketch well you know what's
0: funny
4: is we're sitting I won't reveal our location I don't know if I'm allowed to but yes we're, you can uh, okay I don't know where we are but it's somewhere in, in Hollywood no I know exactly where we are because we're across from where I shot Mad TV uh, right which was so i always wanted to be on snl like uh, uh, like many people do and i at at 19 i dropped out of college um and i started auditioning and, and i it was like i got a lot of things going kind of that didn't pan out some did but it was like this sort of like storm of stuff happening and uh i ended up there an audition came up i think a couple of years later for for mad tv and i I was like, well, geez, you know, I really want to do SNL. But at that point, there were no openings. And I had heard you can never do SNL if you do Mad TV. And I had never seen Mad TV, but they were like, they really want you to come in. And I thought that, you know, everyone kept saying I was too young for all this stuff because I was like 21 or 22. And they're like, they don't hire anybody that age and you're too young and you're too young, but just go in and. I auditioned for Mad TV. I they all said I was too young, apparently, except the head of Fox at that time, and she kind of she was like, "You need to hire him." And they hired me, and it was the worst experience. Oh, no, like, and it was this lot It's like a terrible. No, back terrible well, I had never seen the show, and then I did see it, and then I was scared that I had to go <laughs> onto it. Um, and there were so many fabulous, wonderful, uh, you know, people on it—really funny, funny people. But it was kind of a train wreck of a show i think uh and and there really were like incredibly talented performers incredibly talented writers who also a lot of them were performers and people that i had grown up watching but it didn't have any cohesion and it wasn't you know the taste level was it just wasn't in the same uh voice i guess that i that i wanted to 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 speak in and and I got buried there because the, you know they didn't want me, but the network wanted me, and I came in late in the game, and other people. It was like I was sort of in the middle of the season, and I just got squashed. Mm. It was it was, and I did seven episodes, and it was horrible. But like I I guess at that moment I thought, well then I felt like that was the that was the end of my desire to do... And I had been doing sketch stuff out here for years, like five, six years doing Second City and and doing a lot of live stuff. So I was like... And I was done. I just... That was it. I had... It. I was like, well, if SNL... If this is the model for... And I had read the SNL book, and I read the SNL book in my trailer here on this lot while doing <laughs> that TV, and I cried. <laughs> I really did. And I, I was just... Sweet, I, sweet irony. Yeah, I just hate... I Because I hated being on the show. Like, I would pitch these ideas... Um, if people would listen, which was hard sometimes even to get that because, you know, it's such a political thing and it's a frat house thing, and it's like – and I was late and people didn't – and but I started to kind of get heard and then I actually started to get some sketches at the, into the packet, which was huge. And then we would read them and it would kill and they – like you hear in SNL and then they wouldn't – they just wouldn't pick them mm-hmm. or whatever. Or you'd shoot something and it would destroy and they wouldn't air it. And it was like I just didn't understand it. And I was like, well, this is a, probably a fraction of what happens at SNL, and I don't. I just I was done. Like I just didn't want to. And then the next year, of course, was sort of that the moment I could have gone to audition, and it was like the year they hired everyone, like Bill and Andy oh, and all yeah. those people. And um, and I was shooting actually Derek and Simon, which That's I was right. hanging out right yeah, now, yeah. and uh, with Bob Odenkirk and Bernie Brillstein was like, do you want to? do you want to do the SNL thing? You have to, if but you know, I just need you to tell me now, would you be willing to move to New York? You know, you've got, I was about to get married and it was like, you know, you've got, you've got a fiance. And I said, uh, and I just pictured it and I was like, no, I, I don't, I'm not saying I would have gotten on, but like I just was, I, and of course, but I'll always sort of be bummed in my heart that yeah. I didn't kind of, the timing wasn't a little different or that. Bill
0: I, had a very similar, like a well, same thing. He was like, he, he had met Maggie and like, yeah. he kind of just started getting work. He had a, a the part on Derek and Simon well, Yeah. And, and that was Start when to, he
4: auditioned. Yeah. He exactly. auditioned during the shooting of that and he left and then he came back and he had gotten it. And I was like, I just, my, I, my brain was spent. I mean, I was like, wait a minute. So that's like a, th- you really, like I, I was so happy for him, but I was also so torn inside about yeah. like that fate and, and going out there and, but it i i just got so beaten down by it here and i also felt like you know i was burnt i don't know sketch i was burnt out i mean 5 years of did it
3: doing it out here and you want to tell like longer stories yeah. i guess
4: and uh well that sketch was is, yeah. sketch
3: is tough because there are not a lot of outlets to do sketch and and sketch is really Sketch isn't really uh, – like stand-up can be an a, a, an end result. Like I'm going to be a stand-up. Right. But it's difficult to just say I'm just going to be a sketch actor because the, it it's, diff- you, it's difficult to tour with it. There yeah. aren't a lot of – there's almost zero places on television where you can just be it, a sketch comedian. And, and it never
4: works on TV ever. It's tough. I mean it, whatever, whenever you hear there's a new variety show – I mean – You know, there's a handful of, obviously, the iconic, fantastic sketch comedy shows, but whenever you hear about it now, it's like, it's just rare. It's like yeah. I feel like it's even harder to have a great sketch show than it is to have to see to find a great new sitcom or drama. Yeah, people yeah,
3: should I think, do it because they love it, and yeah. or do it because it because it trains them to understand how to do how to pick up character really right. fast. Yeah. But you have to kind of it's like you know with the the idea of Keen peel. like they had
0: to make sure. it the most cinematic sketch show yeah. ever for it to. But like, they're actually great. Make like
4: them. it's the, they have such a clear voice and an yeah. idea of what they want to
0: do. It's not
3: a bunch of yeah. They weren't
0: it's a bunch of random people
4: being plugged exactly. in the yes. a and team. Exactly, and that and that's like when SNL. I mean, I think when it works, it. I think it's somewhat random because it is this chemistry thing that happens where because they are plucking them out. You know, I mean, unless they some of them, the the ones that I think that work best from the from the beginning are the ones where these people have been. You know, they've been working together at the Groundlings or Second City or whatever. If they have some earlier kind of a uh, uh, history of performing yeah. together, because that it is about the ensemble. And I don't know. I, I just the Mad TV thing. I mean, there were so many things wrong with it, but that was, yeah, it, it was. I don't know the politics of it. I, I just, I guess, I. There is a game you have to play, particularly SNL, and I.
3: But there must be also. I mean, there. But on every show, there is a a a, a, a tightrope to walk a little bit, you yeah. know. Especially, you know, especially on your show now, because obviously everything worked out. Everything worked sure. out okay. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> you know, as because everyone's goals. I think it's difficult for everyone to have personal goals, but then still as you grow, m- make sure that your personal goals can complement or be congruent with the rest of the team's goals. Yeah. And then I think that's, you know, when that doesn't happen, I think that's where you see a lot of like, Oh, this one person decided to quit. And then there was fighting between these two. And right. then that guy did this and they didn't, right. you know, like he started getting more of these storylines. Yeah.
4: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if it got cra- I, I I don't know what it would be like on another show on ours. It feels very, I mean, we're, we're actors for hire we don't write the show we don't contribute creatively beyond our performances and, and our characters uh, and which is you know a lot but we don't come in with uh, we're not writing or pitching things we're just we're there to 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 have these great writers supply us with great stories and dialogue and and then we all go out there and listen to each other and 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 show up on time and and uh, and that's it I, I mean and so i think like it it sounds somewhat simple but i mean the and you know there's drama here and there but i i haven't seen anything affect somebody the amount of screen time I, you know i never hear oh, my screen time is this, or I'm never being, oh, because I, you know, gave a look to this person, I was not in the last episode as much, or that, it it doesn't, Saturday Night Live is like, you know, you're like an independent contractor that does everything, you know, and it's like, you don't write for yourself, like, you don't get on. You do write for yourself, you might also not get on, and like, and there are these politics, well, you want to write with the writer who has the most, Who's most popular right now with lauren or you want to be in the you want to write a sketch with the performer who's most popular with or the person who you know has a movie out now because you know they're going to be able to get more it's like it it really and i don't i don't judge anyone for that because i get that thing i just i don't love playing that game and luckily on big bang i mean i don't you know we don't i'm sure if i like shit in Chuck's mailbox or something he would be
3: like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well first of all that would be an amazing feat uh, to i'm just i yeah my, probably already did it i'm not going to d- say are you whether, shitting and then putting it in there or are you actually shitting into the mailbox i can so i can uh, no longer confirm or deny whether <laughs> i said that or it well happened. i can say that um i i i know all of you in the cast to varying degrees and, and everyone that i know is Lovely, like yeah, it's I, you a know, K- Kunal and I work on a cartoon together. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he, you know, and he's you know, whenever I see him, he's just he's so warm and yeah. sw- And I've known Galecki for since yeah. we were teenagers. Oh, wow. I mean, like it's everyone's yeah. just you know, it's a really nice yeah. It really
4: is. Uh, it's pretty special, and I mean, I think that that contributes also to the success. Is just the um, I don't know. There really, there really is like a kind of ineffable quality of where you just we all understand what the story we're telling is like we just do we and whether that's literally the story in the show or just why we're all here why we're doing it and and we all listen we all there, there's no confusion about i guess our role uh you know again i don't just mean character but just like on the set was and, that pretty
0: immediate that. when you guys started did yeah, you feel I like a connection was, with everybody
4: yeah i think it was like you know I mean, I I definitely like I was saying earlier, like I, I had shot um, so many pilots, and it was you know, and you always hear like, oh, as soon as you stop caring, that's when it will it'll get picked up, and uh, you can't force yourself to not care, and uh, it would be awesome. Like I said, also earlier, if I could just be an indifferent human, I would it would be so I'd be so happy. But I I did finally kind of give in to well hey, if I can make a pilot a year, I can live off that and it doesn't matter yeah. what happens to it. And we shot the pilot and I kind of thought I had that, you know, I I kind of, I that was what I was thinking. I was like, well, I'll just shoot this and I can live. And But I did, when we were doing it, think this is something a bit different than I've experienced. The audience is way more enthusiastic about these characters. They don't know them yet. I don't know why they're applauding when we enter because they haven't met us yet. You know, there was stuff like that happening. It was really bizarre. And, um, (coughs) excuse me, but I, I didn't, and the whole, I guess, geek culture thing, which I'm sure you can speak to. I, I didn't under, I didn't know anything about that.
3: Even though you were playing these characters. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I familiarized
4: myself enough with what I could about that, but I don't, I mean, I, 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 and obviously, the culture existed probably maybe not on as, um, I don't know, a ubiquitous a, a, a platform as it does now, probably partially because of the show and, every, and you and everything that's kind of going on. But, like, I just, you know, I was like, oh, these are I, – I didn't realize how real these people were and how much they meant to th- those people. Like, right. the people that yeah. were these guys – uh, lived kind of quietly, waiting for someone to represent
3: them. Because because yeah, the show the, the, the show can be a little polarizing within geek culture because one segment of it is like I identify with these characters, and yeah. another segment is like we're not all like that. You know what I, I know. mean? Well, like well, it, it, you sort of get that. You sort of get the two. Yeah,
4: the initial re- of course, like out of the gates, people, as they love to do, just rip you apart. Like I, and that was like crazy. I didn't. You know, again, it's like people are so ready to just I don't know what to, yeah. to rip out. your fucking I, head off. I up. just don't get. It. I, I, I'm, like, just constantly <laughs> I'm just a guy. Yeah. I'm on a yeah. show. Please. You would do it. You would do it. Yeah, that is. It is the feeling. It's like... Like I, you know, like I've made a movie or I made a show. Like I didn't, I didn't babysit your kid and then abandon him in a parking lot to go get <laughs> drunk. Like,
3: why are you so mad? Didn't you know, it, like. Didn't the, abandon the kid in the parking lot and scrawl, fuck nerds yeah. across yeah. the top. Yeah,
4: like the interview, the movie is going to start a world war. Like, I mean, then, okay, maybe I understand. You're just, you might say like, hey, let's look at some content. What What are we doing here, guys? Like what's happening here? But so, like. This we just made this t v show It was a pilot, and they they ripped us down into our faces I guess I give them credit for that. It was before Twitter, but they ripped us down, ripped us apart uh. At the this TCA panel, and it was like, "Do you are you going to have an original thought? Is everything going to be so sexist? Are you just going to keep copying old ideas? Are you gonna are, are you gonna make fun of nerds? Don't you think bullying is? R- I mean, it was like, Jeez. Huh?
3: I did, I, yeah. I just
4: hey guys, it's it's a pilot, I just, it's yeah. a I sitcom, just, an and they, it, it's <laughs> twenty minutes long. Can you give us another twenty minutes to maybe find ourselves, and then maybe another twenty after that, like?" You guys like cool out. It doesn't everybody is so nuts to bring. I I I guess, you know, I guess if you have a lot of pent-up hostility and and you sit and your job is to be critical, I guess yeah. you probably just wait to be unleashed because you got all you've got is this one-way channel, this megaphone. And so you you don't have a dialogue. You have a you just yell and then And you're uh, the
0: face. You see people do that. It's like you have no you, you're not writing the show. You're not casting Mm-mm. the show. It's uh, it's like I saw the same thing happen at a Silicon Valley panel where it's like it's just the cast, just the yeah. guys, and then like okay. people are going, "Why aren't there more female right. programmers sure. in the show?" And they're like, "Well, yeah, don't, we don't know." And you get it, yeah. yeah, and you get
4: it positively too. They're like, yeah. "Hey, are you ever gonna? Are you ever gonna have kids? Like, are you ever gonna sleep?" And they're like, "I'm, I, I, I have kids. My character doesn't have kids, and mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ever gonna have kids mm-hmm. because." We're not real, and I don't write the show, and I don't. I mean, I'm not mean to them, but I, you know, to to fans and I and I understand, and actually, it's probably a good thing that, or a good sign, I should say that, that that people connect with these characters in such a real way that they do come up to you and and say like, you know, like in Star Trek season three, I'm like, this is gonna hurt your feelings, but like, I haven't, I haven't yeah. seen Star Trek. I, I know it's crazy, and I, I, I have, I, I mean, I've watched enough from doing the show that I, again, what I need to understand, but I
3: haven't, I'm not a Trekkie. I, yeah. I'm sorry. You know what else I found out? Um, uh, it turns out that Tom Selleck was not actually a private investigator. So, no, so, no, no, no. that's
0: ridiculous. He yeah. was. That's
3: why they gave him the job. Jonah, no. I no, know that's, you're. That's you're that's why this is close yeah. to you because it took place in Hawaii. <laughs> but. Yeah, yeah, he, down the street. <laughs> but the, m- the mustache was real, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. That was real. He just grew it for the part. No! Was, no, no! Sorry. Well, I think it's when He when, grew it because of the 70s. It's when people, it's when people front load questions with how they want their agenda to be expressed as opposed to just saying, hey, do you think X? They'll go, how come X is this way? And you're like, well, first of all, we have not established that that's the case. Let's have a conversation instead of... And, and, And you as the face, people, you know, you are... It's sort of like... You're not just a performer on a show. I've learned you're also a customer service representative. Yeah. It's like you, you know, customer service representative didn't make the rules. They're not the boss. Right? They're the person you yell at when, yeah, you're, yeah. you know, when your yeah. thing didn't work. Yeah. And so, because they're the only inroad that you have. And so, like, I but constantly... But they should stop lying. Their, na- their names are not Bob. Bob's don't have access. <laughs> it's not, I'm it's sorry. Not Bob. If they would just be honest, we would treat them better. I mean, right? come on. But I think it's, you know, like, it's the reason why... I get tweets from people who go, "Your lighting is dumb." I'm like, okay, I'll. Yeah. Um, uh, right. I don't yeah. know. Okay, yeah, there's, there's a hostility. I yeah. I mean, I get, I,
4: but I think it does come. Well, sometimes it comes from a place of love and like want and feeling like yeah like this is this is a this is a world that you've invited them into and you're letting them down with your lighting and you're they don't understand that you probably aren't up on a ladder you <laughs> know uh, with the gaffer and, and that that they don't know what a gaffer is and I barely do too but it sounds like really cool say. <laughs> but I, you know so I, I, I do get it but you know I don't know it's it's a it, it, it constantly uh, the feeling of letting people down is like and I mean and the social media thing, I mean, my God. And the more I'm out there, like, I've been promoting this movie, and it's like the more I'm out there, the more the movie's out there, the more it's like people just can't wait to tell you exactly
3: where you've gone wrong and how you could fix well, it. Well, I think and, the problem, I, a, yeah. you know, what happens is just when people, when people watch television, when they watch whatever whatever they're watching, whatever visual medium they're watching, they are seeing you two-dimensionally. yeah, And I think... And so they emotionally assign that as like they forget you're a three dimensional person, yeah. And maybe you don't control everything. And hey, you know, maybe you're a nice guy that took a job, and this is your job, and right. you know, like you don't you don't pull all the strings. And I think when yeah.
0: someone's you know critiquing something or leaving a comment or having, it's like um, they, I don't think they feel interesting if they have something positive to say. I think that's maybe exactly. the cultural. thing. Well,
4: it's also you know what's more, what what is the quickest way to affect somebody it's to it's to hurt them and and to that i think what these people who do troll on comment boards or on twitter to to you know leave negative or nasty things like they it would make their day to know that the person the celebrity the the person that they look up to actually notice them the negative part of it is secondary i think it's it's actually it's just what's the quickest way to be seen by and it's the same thing when I meet people. It's like apparently nobody watches my show because everybody that comes up to me, it's it's the, it's a relative of theirs that watches, it, or it's their second cousin oh, or their weird. wife, and they always undercut the comment, the compliment. And it's like they'll be like, "Listen, uh, I saw, I I don't get your show. I mean, I I, I saw <laughs> part of it. I, I never. Really, my wife, uh, it's actually her her brother is the biggest. It would mean the world to me if I could get a picture with you, just from from my wife's brother, my brother in law. And I'm like, well. Yeah wait, so how do you like, well, I mean, I look, It it's, it grew on me, but it, and I'm like, all right. Or like someone will come up like, I hated your show so much when it first started, but I was, uh, trapped in Honduras, uh, in an internment camp. And
3: it was the only and connection and to the outside they, yeah, world. They,
4: well, they offered anal feeding or your show. And I, I chose anal feeding, but there's, you know, there's at a certain point, you know, you're full. And
3: I'm like, uh-huh.
4: Anyway, could I get a selfie? And you're like, fuck. That's well, I just so – I, I think
3: – I think – you know, I think It humanizes Yes, y- y- and I think there's a y- common know. misconception that, you know, uh, that we as performers can't take criticism. And it's – and I always say, like, it's not that we can't take criticism. Just don't front load it with, with aggression. Right. If, you know, if you have a concern – like when we first started at midnight, you know, not for any reason that any of us were conscious of, you know, we would – the female comic always ended up in the middle – Okay. For some reason, it wasn't conscious. It was just the and a couple. We were like, "Fuck you! You're always putting the woman." In. And they're like, "We didn't. I don't." But the couple of people that said, "Hey, I was just wondering. You know, is there a reason that you're doing that? It just it feels, it feels intentional or it feels weird. You know, have you thought about that?" Yeah, that's much more. Were you like, like "We oh. like woman sandwiches."
4: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's very intentional.
3: I would say. I so that made me go. Oh, you know what? Okay, you are coming at me from a reasonable place. Well, what, is, well, I, what was the critique of that? Well, it, I think it's just—is it, the middle like a lesser? Uh, it's not. It's not at
0: all. It's and just was it Jezebel who said uh, it was
3: not. It was <sighs> not. It was just the idea that that we were that it was always the same. Okay, in the beginning it was always the same, and it sort of felt like well, at a certain point it starts to feel intentional. And right. is there a reason that you are yeah. doing that and not? And there wasn't a reason, but you know because it was uh, you know a criticism that at a certain point was. Presented to me reasonably okay. And I really thought about it And I was like Well you know There's no reason But yeah We I shouldn't guess, do that right. We should mix it up You're right, right. I mean like I I welcome polite constructive yeah. conversation about, yeah. you know, because I don't always know what's right and maybe sometimes I'm coming across in a way that I don't intend to. So, sure. I'm perfectly willing to examine that, exactly. but when people start firing arrows, right. you're not going to open your arms and and let your let 50 arrows sink yeah. into your chest. You're going to tighten up yeah. and get behind armor and get defensive. Right. And and also, I guess to
4: what end, you know? What is the point? What what is the what is the what do you want? What do you yeah. what is the criticism? Is it to be snarky? Is it to be and that's
3: when it becomes to to be more. Heard. And uh, th- it is. This to isn't be heard. just for. This is. We all do this, but when you, when you, when you, uh, when you, when your criticism is an attack, a lot of times it's actually more about you sure. than it is the thing you're, quote yeah. unquote, trying to criticize. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, because if you really are interested in change, then you will try to understand first and have a conversation. and go yeah. – hey, have you thought that this might be coming up this way? Oh my gosh, no, I haven't. Right. I agree that, or I don't
4: agree. But that's the thing is none of these platforms, social media are common. They, they, it's not a dialogue. That's what I think appeals to scared people who are hiding and, and kind of shooting out these arrows. Or It's it, it isn't. It's like that Louis C.K. thing, how he said, you know, remember when you were a bully, how you used to actually have to get up and then you go to the person in front of their face and then you say something mean and then you might get hit in the face because right. you said the mean thing, and, and you, but that was something you were willing to risk because that's how much you wanted to be able, you yeah. know, and that is so true. It, that's, that doesn't have, I mean, it, there, you don't have to do anything anymore to be the bully except sit there and, you know, and look, I mean, I don't think all, uh, there's, there's a lot of wonderful supportive people, but it is, it is an interesting thing. And I feel like it's a little, it's a little toxic, uh, you know, to hang out on, on line on those. And, you know, I, I don't know, I, I've kind of tried to pull myself off of that, just because i i 'm also really not that interested in you know i don 't know who those people are or what their agenda is i guess yeah. i 'm totally interested in like somebody I admire or respect telling me their opinion but right uh, and they have the right to express their opinion but but you can 't help but get a little hurt it 's like if you walk down the street and a you know a a crazy vagabond comes up and you know says like Fuck you, you, are you kind of dick, motherfucker, and you're like, well, first of all, I maybe I should wear some clothes, and <laughs> but but so you're my like, bad that but you're like well, that hurts a little bit. Uh I you know I don't know why uh I don't know that person, but it doesn't fe- you know it doesn't feel nice. I guess yeah. to have some some
3: errors. I, I got bent out of shape you know. the other day because um someone was saying that a friend of mine got cast in a movie, and and someone else, and someone was like. That person sucks and they don't deserve to have that role. And I was like, and I got really defensive about it. I'm like, yeah. who the fuck are you to say what that person deserves? Right. Like, yeah. I know that person. They've worked very hard. What have you done? Like, you yeah. know, you can say, and they were like, well, I'm just expressing my opinion. I go, no, no, no. Your opinion is I don't like that person. You cannot say, you don't have the right to say right. what someone else deserves. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, I totally got sucked in to the point where. I had to like back away and go, yeah. okay, well now I'm being petty. Now, yeah, I'm, yeah. Now, I am yeah. wor- now I am word dissecting and I am doing the exact thing that I tell other people not to do. And in the end, we sort of uh, politely agreed to disagree because it just, didn't, it just wasn't going to a good place. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think it's important to remember when you have an exchange with someone, what is your goal? Yeah. Your goal should always be to understand, and if the understanding that you reach is we just disagree, that's okay. Right. The other person isn't worse than Hitler because they don't share your opinion on a pop culture thing. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Worse than Hitler though would be a great pop song speaking.
3: Of. <laughs> <laughs> or, or name for a fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's an awesome But is it has You still seem totally fine and normal to me. <laughs> But success is very, you know, like success, success, particularly in this town, can be very dangerous. Like it can because it, it, it's, you know, it can be somewhat poisonous to people.
4: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that I don't know. I've watched people like go from not being successful to being successful, and like known them sort of throughout those stages. And I, I, what, I mean, what I've found is that it kind of only exacerbates what you are. I mean, if you're a if you're a kind person. Uh, I think it actually kind of opens your heart a little more and some and if you 're a shitty person, then you kind of get shittier i i, <laughs> I, I don 't think that you start you know one way and then end up you know start uh, as a as a lovely uh you know sensitive giving soul and then become you know a toxic uh, black hearted uh evil snake you know i I think that you 're sort of it's just an exaggerated uh it, it kind of feeds whatever you are, uh, to begin with. I, that's been my experience. I mean, and I've I've seen both. I've seen kinda awful people get a little more awful, but uh I, I don't know. I, I I that's that's at least what I've seen. I'm sure there are examples of um, you know, different cases. But I don't know. So for me, I, I'm I that's why I'm such an awful person now. I've always been think
0: you slogged it out for so long, you know to finally get to the place where you don't have to fight so hard. Yeah. I think it's like it kind of you go, "Oh, now I can actually enjoy this." Yeah. A, like kind of like like John Hamm, like you know, he was just like, you know, I'm often a, compared to him. Yes, like just yeah. well, but like, you know, a working actor for a long time, <laughs> yeah. you were a working actor, yeah. but like but like you know, you know, work and and fame are different things and right. and so yeah, that's what I think you kind of have more in perspective when it comes to Yeah, yeah. you
4: should, I think. And I mean, yeah, it's definitely I I'm grateful for for this, and I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't feel, I don't feel different, but I'm sure I'm, I'm a little, I'm sure I'm a little, a, a little bit different. I guess. Well, number where you're number number one, you're wearing a diamond jumpsuit. Well, yeah. that that I, I always had the jumpsuit. The diamonds did come later, but that's <laughs> before fine. it was cubic zirconium. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> but I, I think I think it depends on you know where people are placing their identity, and if you could, if you if you're placing your identity in real life things, yeah. Then you're a little more protected, as because you can't control the ebb and flow of it's something as tumultuous as the as as any business, particularly the entertainment business. But if you place your identity in success or in in money or in anything that's external to like that type of external, you can't control that, and so you're always going to be like ah, you're always going to be trying to protect right. that because that's your identity, you right? Know? And if it's not your identity, and it's like well. This is great for now. Yeah. Didn't work before. May not work again in a few yeah. years. Don't know. Just yeah. hope it's okay. Yeah, exactly. I think that,
4: <clears throat> and I do think like I also some of the people that I know that have become famous that I knew like before they were like in high school and stuff. Kind of like people that became famous really quickly. Uh, kind of always acted like they were famous too, and I like there was a degree, and I and I I think in some way they manifested it. I mean. Talented as well and, and driven and connected or whatever the case may be. But, like, I don't know. There's something about, uh, yeah, I think there is something about where you put your focus. And and uh, and, and some of those people, if you want to be famous, it's not that insanely hard just to be famous right. these days. If that, if that is your primary goal, yeah. regardless of how you get there, you know, I mean, yeah, the Internet is a way to make yourself you do something, you know crazy i guess but uh or get a reality show or you know whatever it is i'm not saying that's easy but i mean uh, uh w- w- whatever it may be but i i just I, I think yeah your priorities are they probably don't shift that much depending on you know the level of success i,
3: I do think though that um you know because things are going so well i think you should start doing um fun deranged millionaire type of things where you like buy a town and everything has to be green or you yes. <laughs> you set aside a million dollars to research how to genetically engineer like motorized pigs or just like some yeah. weird you <laughs> I think you do have a responsibility to be the eccentric to, to be to do to just set aside like you know be responsible with your investments you know because yeah. you never know what the f- what's going to happen in the future make sure your family is taken care of make sure right. you know like charity gonna, yeah. but then set just, aside yeah. like the, a crazy I'm trying to grow an anatomically Correct ear on my <laughs> on my back. <laughs>
4: Because I think it will enhance the hearing. You know, it may be. That's what I want to hear yeah. from
3: yeah. you. I, you know, like you have to. How many times when you were a kid, you're like, "Man, if I had, I yeah. would do that." Mm. Like, you really, you, yeah. You need to do one of those. Yeah, yeah. it's you need to true. Do one of those. I know.
4: I haven't. I haven't. I haven't figured it out yet. I'm a bad. I'm a bad successful person. We're going to teach sharks how to
3: <laughs> communicate through sign language. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Wait a minute. First, the hands. The the hands. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We're yeah. going to give them. That's hands. another guy doing that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because what a great story is if you got absorbed with that and then you became like an evil genius. And right. Then, and it's like, I mean, yeah. like, what an amazing... Yeah, yeah, like okay. the first action like, legitimate evil genius. Yeah. Like,
4: yeah, after Big Bang, he, it just... uh... <laughs> There's a lot of a lot more sharks out there, <laughs> <laughs> and they can use chopsticks. Yeah. Uh, they're taking. <laughs> and of they
3: course, can. they're eating sushi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, because which is killing sharks. the rest yeah. of the marine life. Yeah, yeah. Now we now didn't think not- the, the
4: fish <laughs> were going to go this way. Yeah, but yeah, it's actually the sharks that killed out the entire fish population. Yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Because like they could grab more while yeah. eating others. Yeah, you know.
4: They said it was gonna be global warming. They never predicted sharks with chopsticks. They're just they're just punching out dolphins.
3: Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Breaking the horns off a narwhal. Yeah. God damn it. A shark with hands is a terrifying thought. Really gentle hands. Really soft. Soft. Hand model shark. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> I don't use my hands for aggressive acts. <laughs> and then that takes
3: us back to SNL, Landshark. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Landshark. Yeah, full damn circle. it, Landshark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not all that first couple of seasons really holds up. No. It doesn't. I know but it's so some funny of them, yet. the ones that did... So oh. did it, the, the, those seasons at,
4: at the time... I mean, okay, because it was a groundbreaking... I mean, it, the culture and where people were at and the, the, what that was and what that represented to people, obviously it was this, you know, it, it blew the roof off of... Uh, yeah, I uh, mean, you know... But what? But at that, so has it aged not necessarily as well, or is it, what is it... The exactly culture
3: moved happens? past. I think the problem, yeah. I, think, I think that it's, it's not really the same playing field anymore. Right. Because, you know, at the time, you know, in the mid-70s, you're coming out of, you're coming out of the golden age of television where there's this very idealized version of people and families and comedy and everything super... Yeah. Everything's great, you know. It's just that that post war era, like, you know, the the Texaco attendance with the bow ties and, And you know, these
4: anarchists
3: show up and the comedy scene. Yeah. And and then, and then comedy in the 70s sort of rebelled against like the Bewitched era and the Partridge Family era and the Brady Bunch era, where it was like, you know, then you had Norman Lear and you had All in the Family and Mary Tyler Moore and all these shows that. Where the comedy was based a little more, and this is how people are. People are kind of shitty, right, right? And this is how they are, and this yeah, is yeah. a little more real. Yeah. yeah. And you know, an SNL was a show that basically was as the as gritty as you could. As a yeah. matter of fact, I think a lot of stuff they did on SNL in the first couple seasons would probably not be allowed on television now. Right. That that might be true. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I think it was more that they were. The voice of, the generation, of that generation in breaking the mold. Not, it was more it, punk rock. It was yeah, more. Yeah. It was more kind of unstructured in the way that punk rock is, because yeah. it's more of a statement than it was like super tight right. comedy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I think it was important so for that. So you look reason. at it now,
4: and it's like, well, they've had you know forty years to develop. Right. This yeah. Right. Kind of
3: and art also, form. like you know, what what are they rebe- what is it rebelling against now? Yeah, it doesn't really. Right. Yeah. So.
4: Yeah, no, it's an. It, I don't know, it's a, it's an interesting thing. I like, mean,
3: can a punk sort of... band can be a punk band for forty okay. years? You know, like uh, they would have to sort of evolve, right? We, you yeah. can probably speak to that. They, Kyle, yeah. being the huge punk fan that you are, like, is it can can they can a punk band always be a punk band, or at a certain point, do they become like a part of the system? Uh, I
1: think, I think it depends on how much you hold to like what you were standing for originally. Your original idea is just I'm young and snotty and rebelling. Uh, that. Can't sustain. Although some bands have it, like a band like the dickies and they have because yeah. they're just old dudes who are still fourteen-year-old boys. That's great. But I think that there's also bands who can evolve, who bring thought to it, like a band like Crass to me have sort of sustained, and the work that they've done, the things they influence, still maintain an influence over time. So I think you can do it. It depends on what your ideology is and what your final goal is. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I don't know. It just you know, whenever you see John Leiden acting up, you're like, what team mad about? It, yeah, he's always <laughs> kind of a poser and at the same time like evolved in an interesting way and I feel like the Sex Pistols are a band I have such a problematic relationship with because they were never that great to begin with PIL is way better than PIL is exactly what I was going with which are punk as fuck because they're doing all sorts of things exploring humanity and depression and all these different interesting ways in weird musical ways that were way more out there than like just playing like dirty 50s music like which is what all the sex pistols were yeah
3: right interesting that and, took an interesting dovetail into the history and,
4: and yeah and, and as you get older when you have kidney stones it's harder to piss on the
0: stage <laughs> 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 but but it makes for some better uh, screaming. Uh, this is this is the worst
3: pain, and I jammed a screwdriver into my forearm. Can someone get me a medic? But you said uh, anarchy. Okay, yeah. I know, but yeah. in this instance, I feel uh, like we need some uh, yeah. st- institutionalized medicine yeah. because I my dick hurts.
4: Good news, my my earlobes are longer than they used to be, so just jam the safety pin in. It'll be much easier now. I promise. Yeah, yeah. If
3: you want to get to the kidneys, you just have to move my balls out of the yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a show I would I would love. To see. <laughs> Just like I think I think I think it's an interesting. I think it'd be an interesting show. Is like is is you know like a, can a punk band you know like go back out on the road and still be punk? Is it is it can they be punk to a younger generation or is it nostalgic or to their old are their old fans? Well, but yeah,
4: like, because isn't it such a it's such a, a, a the the timing is all. I mean, exactly. It's what you're rebelling against, so it's gonna be it's gonna change by the minute, right? I right. mean, It's mm-hmm. not. I mean that would I guess yeah you, I mean you're you know way more about uh, everything you just said I heard I heard nothing I heard uh, it was very yeah it was very punk you were rebelling against my interview here I didn't yeah. know what you were talking about uh, but uh, but but no I mean I yeah I guess that's I, so there are I guess there are bands that can but there sustain. are some like who's the
3: who's the Irish guy with no teeth oh uh, isn't that all of Shane them? Shane McGowan the yes yeah. I feel like that's a, that's Shane a lot McGowan of them. will always always be punk as fuck yeah because yeah. yeah, yeah, no, he doesn't because It's you know he he did no he didn't that That might kill the effect if he put teeth in but I think you know um, becoming part of the system because at a certain point well first of all you rebel from you rebel against the system because you're not part of the system you know like you either hate the system or the system rejected you so you rebel against it right but then at a certain point you know, the system is comfortable. Well, yeah. Well, then you can eat food. And comfort, uh, for, you know, like as human beings, we're drawn to right. comfort. And once you're comfortable, it's like, I'm not so mad anymore. But I feel good. But I think good. that
4: tears people apart,
3: you know, that's like
4: because if you're anti-establishment, but then the establishment likes that message and takes you on and then sponsors you to be anti-establishment, it's it becomes like this, this crossroads of, well, I can kind of do the same thing and i i can maybe buy a car as well uh get the word out exactly and have more people maybe you know tune into this thing but then i guess i'm technically not you know shouting the same message i I was before does that change who is who am i then and
0: doing this yeah there's a black mirror episode about that uh yeah wait which one it's the the one where it said they're all like riding the bikes episode two two, two, season one one. some of them it's like yeah, yes. like he's on that American the, Idol yeah, yeah, kind exactly of show. The idol. You just yeah. reminded
3: me that I have to finish watching Black Mirror. I have a weekend off, and Lydia and I are going to watch the it's, fuck out of Black, seen Black actually Mirror. Actually, the first two. I saw oh, the oh, first yeah, the, one. yeah, they're
0: great. I didn't see the Christmas episode. Tomorrow.
4: What? Yeah, it's no. What? Even more it tomorrow. goes off Netflix tomorrow. tomorrow. Oh fuck! Oh, my God. Shit! <laughs> we got to go. God, <laughs> <laughs> what are we still doing here? <laughs> uh, wait, I've, yeah, I've only seen the first two, but that second one. Yeah, second one's great. They're all great. Yeah, well, the second one is exactly what we're talking and it is, yeah. it is really done This is so perfect
3: well. time. You know what? What a Black Mirror episode right. <laughs> that I only have a day and a half to try to do whatever yeah, I can exactly. to watch Black Mirror. Yeah, that's... Well, I could always just use TunnelBear and make my computer think I'm in the UK and then oh, yeah, watch it on true. some streaming service oh, right, over that, there. That. Yeah, yeah a, you guys... That's it's a proxy go. server. It's
4: really? Solve it's that? Yeah. <laughs> you are punk. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: proxy
3: server This next one's called Proxy server One, two, three It's gonna be played In a different building yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah exactly. <laughs> but it'll be broadcast here yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle I yeah. like uh, it's, it's
1: always <laughs>
3: <laughs> I can tell when I genuinely tickle Kyle, and that yeah. was uh, that was Kyle I was, was genuinely tickled tickled in <laughs> <Yeah>. that moment. <laughs>
0: Meaning he knows every time you fake laugh. That's yeah, what that that's
1: what I'm talking about. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, so uh, you this movie that you uh, at what point in the series did you was this something you've been kicking around for a while or did you?
4: Okay, so I'll give you the, the brief
3: rundown. So pretend we're at a junket.
4: Yes. No, don't do that because uh, no, that'll no, no, that'll no, kill me. So. Uh, well, my wife and I, before we got married, had this uh, catastrophic intercontinental breakup uh, that was like among the most clumsy things I, I, that I've, I've experienced and that I, as I talk to people about it, it seems that maybe anyone's experienced. Uh, and it, it resulted in this disastrous proposal, and it was all – uh, really kind of in the matter of, like, weeks that it happened. And um, and I had started talking to people about this, and they were like, oh, my God, like, I, I thought I had a terrible engagement story, or I had that breakup thing, but yours, this is the most unbelievable. Like, what kind of self-destructive maniac are you? And... I said well maybe I should write this into some kind of comedy because it was so tragic that I thought it it's time to laugh about it and um and I wrote this movie and it's the story uh of our almost demise and um and I decided after writing it to to tell my wife that I was writing a movie about our breakup, uh, which was the, 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 the... You know how
3: you keep saying you want our life story broadcast hey, to yeah. a larger audience? You know how I made a series
4: of bad decisions? Uh, here's, the, here's the latest. I wrote a movie about it. Uh, that really, like, basically was what would happen. If you get uh, mad,
3: I'm just going to write a movie about yeah, that. Yeah,
4: exactly. There'll be a sequel. You want to get divorced? I'll make this a trilogy. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, it was it was crazy. You know, I, I had this, um, this kind of, like, quarter-life crisis. I thought I needed to be a man. I thought I should explore other possibilities. And I essentially just like pulled the rug out from this lovely relationship and set it on fire and then uh, immediately regretted it and tried to put all the pieces back together. Ran back to her, ran to different girls, ran to my friends, confessed that I had feelings, lied to them, lied to her, inadvertently broke up, ran to other girls. It was like this – like a few days of absolute insanity. And then by the time I came back, she had – Decided she was leaving to Paris, and uh, I said, okay, well, I'll follow you there. And I showed up, and I surprised her in Paris. Uh, and then you and were I, arrested. I, I, well, effectively, yeah. I, I used the word surprised. It was more of stalked her. And <laughs> uh, I really – it was crazy. And I don't know how I had the – I think of that age or something. I mean, and I was, I was in love with her, and I had made all these bad mistakes, and I knew it. And I knew – I don't know whether I was, like, thinking – will this be a romantic comedy someday? Because in the romantic comedy, the guy would fly to parent. Like, I don't know if I was inspired by romantic comedies or what was leading the way here, but I did all these kind of grand gestures and I sobbed and and groveled and wept my way through every national landmark and chaise <laughs> and really like and she had met a Frenchman uh, who played violin like in the course of a week <sighs> oh, and that's Jesus. rough. it was crazy. How do, she, how do you get past that? You don't. You you get you get put on a plane uh, and drugged and sent back to America Jesus and it Lord. was and then she returned and we were in this again, this horrible we were still like broken up. It was I was dry heaving. I mean it was like the craziest time ever. And I decided, you know what would – I think what would be a good move here is to propose to her, uh, which is terrible. And I continued to dig my whole, my own hole and get in and bury myself. And uh, and the proposal was – I don't – it was the worst proposal of all time. And it was in a car, and I confessed more feelings that I had for other people while we were in this gray area, while we were – I, I like, basically cleansed my palate of all the (laughs) guilt I had ever had while proposing to her in, like, one long, horrible a speech. was terrible person. It <laughs> was bad. But, I, but the thing was, is I don't think I am that bad of a person. No, uh, no, no. No, no, and that was when I started to kind of realize... Well, I hope. That's what I'm telling myself. But I I think that people... Get confused and don't and make bad decisions and tend to do it kind of in these moments uh, where where the thing that means most of them is right there and then they hit the eject button sometimes and you know hit their head on the roof and and land in uh, That's Tom Goose. Cruise's You're arms about and Goose. float uh, yeah. out the, into the sea with yeah. a, a, a lifeless body. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, it always comes back to, to Top Gun for the me, top. but. Um, but yeah, so uh but I found a wingman and uh that's Mrs. I mean. Iceman. So Ice. that anyway, it was it was crazy. So I I wrote the movie and then my wife and I decided to direct it together, which wow. was crazy and tell the story of our own uh, unraveling and uh, But
3: that's that makes it a fair and balanced portrayal. I think it does. Yeah. I
4: mean, it was also a somewhat of a strange like masochistic decision to go back and relive a, a lot of these moments in like to go to Paris where I sobbed to her and do that scene again but with a camera crew and with my wife behind the camera or to make out with, like, you know, the other girl in our lives, or one of the other girls, and have my wife directing that scene while I'm actually making out with another girl, because it's an actress, while my wife's parents sit behind my wife and watch the scene in which I'm ostensibly cheating on their daughter. It was like a... And the DP is the Frenchman who plays the violin. Yes, so I mean... of course, and he's pleasuring himself.
0: Or <laughs> I mean, no, it, it was... As it really... want to
4: do. <laughs> yes. Twisting his mustache. Ugh. But no, it really was like this, I don't know what we, you know, there was something also cathartic about it, I guess, but also sadistic and strange and maybe my wife is exacting her revenge because what's better than like having someone kind of shit all over you and then going back years later making them relive it on film and getting to criticize it's them like the about their
0: performance in it it's like the documentary with the war crime guys yeah yeah oh right <laughs> yeah, exactly <that's
4: laughs> the one where they write well yeah what's yeah. that called what's oh, that called kyle well we got it what is it act Active killing yeah act right, killing exactly. yeah that's yeah. Yeah, yeah, they beat us to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust me,
3: this is more upsetting. War yeah. is... But you know, the, so, there, so there's two things that are interesting about this. First of all, the, like, when the movie comes out, now you really are putting yourself on the line because well, if people go... Hey, that story oh. sucked. Like,
1: believe <laughs> well, we, well, this is
4: partially because it it is it at this point it's it's out. It, I mean, in the last week, it's it's come out and it's it people can see it and uh, and I should say that it's called "We'll Never Have Paris" and uh, and we got this amazing cast to play all these strange people. Uh, me being the strangest, but uh, we have Zach Quinto and Melanie uh, Linsky plays. Oh, she's great. Yeah, she plays my a version again. They're all versions of, of us, but a version of my wife Maggie Grace is in it. Alfred Molina. Plays my dad, Jason Ritter's in it. It's this like incredible group of people, and uh, and but the crazy part is that I am now because the whole idea here was I'm going to show myself in the most humiliating light possible because that is what I enjoy about I think about well about this story and I think about a lot of things. Did it keep
3: you closure on the thing? I think.
4: It certainly There was a coffin And a nail In in it uh, uh, There were lots of coffins Throughout this I, It's yeah. a risky proposition Like your wife could be
3: like Oh yeah This
4: happened Fuck you I, Well that yeah There And there was a lot of like we. Did, there were unspoken things And like I don't know Exactly what
3: Agreeing happened. on the, the The way that things happen From your two perspectives Yeah but
4: that was kind of What we Was intriguing about it Because And we didn't share Well I came close to sharing Every detail That was part of what And I was compulsively Confessing every impulse And every thought And Every detail, like well, if there was a kiss, was their tongue? Was it what? Was it French or was it Nigerian? What kind of kiss was it? Is there a Nigerian kiss? I'll show it to you. After <laughs> it. Uh, I learned in- a lot. It involves a prince and a lot of lying. Uh, but yeah, so I I, I definitely uh, like it, it. It did open up a lot of areas. It was, I mean, again, it was a risk. It, the whole thing was vulnerable and scary. And why open up this? The horrible kind of past that we had, but part of it I think was because it felt universal in some way, and it felt funny to to me. And I what I guess what makes what I enjoy I think the things that I gravitate towards in terms of performing or being a part of are things that kind of do are ugly and are humiliating and are kind of that to me that that is the most vulnerable.
3: Well, uh, and that's a very human thing too, is is being in a situation maybe where. Something is given to you and it's exactly the thing that you want... And you get terrified because you're like, am I ready for this? Am I ready yeah. for this now? This being the thing? Right. Am I ready for this being the thing? And yeah. You, or you, we're just naturally self-destructive creatures and, you, you know, like, right. oh, I couldn't deserve – I mean yeah. – or you're just selfish or whatever reason. But those are all human things.
4: They, yeah. they, they are. I, and I don't, you know, I don't even know what caused all of it. I mean I think that there is a desire – yeah, there is a self-destructive kind of gene. In well, all how of this, old but, were you at the time? But that's the thing. I mean I was – I was 24 or something and I think that that's that, the age where you do Well, that's that is what you do, yeah. I think. And people sometimes continue to do it and that and I I guess the thing is is that I don't think I didn't do anything that unbelievably wretched throughout this. I got confused and I kind of made everybody suffer while I told them all of the details of my confusion and I sure. did affect people. I did, you know, hurt people and I did hurt myself but I was also very it was a very solipsistic time I was it was all about you kind of like at that age too you tend to look at yourself in the third person a little bit you're like this is crazy I mean my whole life I'm risking my whole life wow and you kind of it's almost like you look at yourself in the mirror while you're crying and you're like "Wow, (laughs) look at that guy go that guy's got a lot of emotions it's sort of like that's like that moment it sort of feels like that and so I I wanted to show that. It's not appealing. It's not attractive. Like I didn't and so we made the movie and uh and some, you know, uh, people have people have really responded incredibly uh positively to it and related and people have been moved and people have thought it was hilarious and people have also been like what a dick that guy is, you know. And so then for me, obviously personally it hurts because it is a version of my. I mean, and the movie is a bit of a departure at this point. It's like you know, it's kind of half fiction, half half reality. Because I wanted to make a good movie more than make an indulgent documentary. But people, people, so then people have these reactions, and then it's like, well, yeah. I mean, you're you, whatever you may think, but I wanted to show a guy in less in a, in in a less than favorable light. This is what I went through. I think people go through this. I think maybe they don't want to admit that they do, or maybe this is a hyper. Uh, exaggerated version for some people that I, I don't know. For me, it's it's a uh, it's it's kind of what happened. And then when I tell the story, like it's a funny story and it's a crazy. You thing got through it. Everything worked out. You got through fine. it. And, and 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 the movie I think is is really um, uh, dangerously honest for me. And it's like in a romantic comedy, I think you know sometimes you follow the. The jilted person and uh and you you, you know, they get they get dumped in the beginning and you go with them on their journey as they kind of get revenge on that guy and find the new guy or whatever and then this one you sort of follow the the jilter um it's and that's me and that was the guy who was like whoa sh- uh fine. we're done i think i like that no no wait wait i want you be- oh, wait hold on i need some time like hey you know and it's just it it's it's a bit neurotic and crazy and um yeah, so out of it came something that I, I think is is really special and I think that the more I've talked to people, the more I'm like, hey, most people didn't have
3: that perfect proposal or, or No, but know. also, you know, you gotta go through stuff like that because it makes you appreciate something really good when you have it. Yeah. It's like, oh right. The last time I did something stupid, this happened. So this time, right. I'm going to make a good choice. Yeah, and not you know like that's how we learn. We learn from doing dumb shit. Yeah, and we all do that. I, I don't you know, and I don't know you know.
4: I I I feel like I almost figured out why I did what I did, and I had many versions throughout <laughs> it, and I just don't know. I don't. A lot know, of it, think know, I think, was just that
3: you were 24. I think it is. Yeah.
4: Be- well, I mean, I think there's that. I really do think some of it has to do seriously with control. You know, like because you pick. I'm gonna marry this person, and then you kind of immediately start thinking about death because you see the end of your life too in that yeah. same sentence. And then you're like, "Okay, f- no, 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 you're not gonna take me to the grave." <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, uh, you know, oh no, no, hold on a second. If you know, if I can burn the village down, I can prove that I always had control here because I can then put it back together and right. say, like, see, I did. You know, and I think it is. It's that. Because we don't have control over anything, and you know, hence you know, OCD and lots of weird uh, disorders that come out of this desire to try to find some grounding here. And it's like uh, I think there are uh, there is collateral damage, and sometimes they're like they're 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 the people you love, and uh, but
3: also and everything you said, I 100% agree with in terms of like trying to give ourselves a sense of control. It's I think it's why we do a lot of most of our ritualistic behavior is just like what you said. I also do think. 24, 25 is when you first start peering down yeah. the runway of your life. When right. you know, it's like 16, I'm gonna drive, 18, I can vote, So children can drink, I'm 21, yeah, Woo, 20, right college, I'm like, I'm 20, 22. Yeah. What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. And then you're 25, and then you're like, there's no right. more real happy life. birth. Whatever you know. Yeah, the rest. yeah. You guys, we've been there. We've yeah. been there. Done this 25 yeah, yeah. times. You know how this is. Yeah. And then, and then you really start to feel like, oh fuck, is this it? Am yeah. I doing the right thing? And I don't know. I'm like, for
4: me, it was a big thing. Like, am I a man? I don't know. That was like because it was like, am i a Do I know how to? You know, I'm small. Like, I can't reach high up on these shelves. What do I do if I can't? Oh, then no. Yeah, exa- no, exactly. Uh, no, no. no it's, it, it but be- you're be- like, what if I can't open that jar of pasta sauce? Like, seriously, what if I'm at home with my wife? And she's like, can you open this? And I'm like, sure. Yeah, no, wait. Mm. Oh, my God. I've been trying to open this jar for three hours. That's
3: all right. I'll get Pierre. He's playing violin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really my yeah. Come open the jar again.
4: Yeah. Ah. Heel, you just oh, Yeah. Rub my boo up to you. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's like, what, what do I, I? I don't know. Like there were there were just these these things where I, I guess I in my brain I was like am I a man have I been with enough people have I do I know what is out there do I know what I am do I how much do you think of that as societal
3: and how much do you think is biological uh,
4: I I think both actually I mean I think that you know in some ways like. We're not we yeah we're not really built uh, g- g- necessarily physiologically to be monogamous in some you know although I I've, I've heard that prairie dogs are monogamous they are <laughs> they're also fucking prairie dogs so I mean they don't right. have that the, the the field is pretty. Pretty limited for them, but flat and uh, full of holes. yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, hey, if I had a
3: field flat and full of holes, I would never leave the house. Uh, I want to throw something at you, Jonah, because I, I saw laughed it. at you. you, you no, know, I saw so you mad. cringe because I made the literal joke about prairie dogs. I liked it. You did not. I
0: <laughs> you get so mad when I appreciate a joke. You don't of have to fun. appreciate all of them. Oh it was God. just a like cringe.
3: It. Now I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I saw Jonah's like cringe. Yeah. I get it was a terrible joke, Jonah. <laughs> I
1: enjoyed it. Shut I, up. But I was I Stop led you down the
3: path. When I
4: say prairie dog and I say in the field, I mean, what else is he going to say? Yeah, I mean, seriously,
3: Jonah.
1: Seriously! (laughs) Blame
0: me! Why are you blaming me? Do you need me to hold up a mirror so you can yell at yourself? (laughs) You think I don't do that? There's no mirror in here right now. (laughs) Look at me me doing that pun. (laughs) But
1: but I think...
4: I think um, I think it is yes maybe there's look maybe you hit that but you start to overthink it and you're like is it more intellectual here or is it, you know because maybe my maybe monogamy is uh, intellectual and then not biological or whatever I don't know all these things and that everybody it, thinks about at different points. Dating and, sucks. And then there's that too. It sucks and, yeah. and,
3: and you know just sleeping with someone doesn't make you feel better. It yeah. Makes you feel worse a lot of times worse because you're like I thought this was supposed to make me feel better right. and I still feel empty now I feel worse like. Right. There's no, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I'm curious to hear what you think about this idea of what does it mean to be a man, right? And I, I think it's as simple as um, uh, learning to just take responsibility for your actions. You yeah, know? And, well, and and you that means sometimes you fuck up, right. but as long as you can go, I fucked this up, but I'm I want to make it better. And well, yeah, know.
4: and I think that that was actually kind of what. What did happen? Well, and I also realized that this whole "I'm a man and I need to maybe, uh, you know, sow my oats and you know, hopefully I okay. Well, there's a great oat famine right now, but when the oats <laughs> are are back in season, I'm gonna I just, have to. I'm gonna hit like one oat. Yeah, just oat, I'll be yeah. right back. Uh, but there's but I also but women are of the exact same. I mean, that's the the ignorant part too. I think is like sometimes guys think like, listen, uh, settling down. Well, yeah, women are you know we're all here to, together i mean we're built differently but not that you know that it's not well for some of us it's it's very close uh, <laughs> physiologically but yeah no i i don't think that there's much i think that that the same desires and the same tendencies run rampant through both men and women but of i course. think at the end of it i did come around and say okay well uh i think the problem was that i wasn't taking responsibility for everything i was saying like that, you know you know when people are like, look, I know I'm a bad person for saying this, but and it's like, that's such a cop-out to say that. <laughs> Is that C- Dick Cage like, saying that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Hey>. yeah. <laughs> I just really want to do Ghost Rider 3. I know
2: the bad person. <laughs>
4: Does it make me a terrible person for wanting to do this evangelical film? I just think Left Behind has a lot of life in it. <laughs>
3: Now just say that there – please just say there are clues on the money. Mm. (laughs) There are
4: clues on the money. (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) But, but yeah, so I think at the end, yeah, when you come back and you say, Jesus, I – you know, just saying – uh, I have these impulses. I have these desires. I did this thing. I don't know what I want. I can't, you know. Well, that's cool that you know how to be really honest, but yeah. that's not necessarily commendable. Like, right. Just being honest, if it's just to clear your conscience or it's just, to, it's like that's uh, selfish. It's what they call selfish. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's what I didn't when know. You, at the when time. you
3: don't, like people who say whatever they want and don't take into consideration another person's feelings sure. or what it or. or it, is it organic to the situation? Yeah. Is something like a truthful narcissism? Person, yes, because a truthful person will answer a question on. I mean, an honest person will answer a question truthfully, right? And an asshole will just tell you whatever the fuck right. they think, whenever the fuck they think, yes. it, regardless of like anything. on Twitter sometimes too, or you know
4: whatever. Yeah, there's, you're like, well, what is, what is what is this? What's what to what end are we doing this? And I I don't know. I experienced it too, like because. Still, you know, being, uh, what does it mean to, because I have the tendency to call out, you know, like if I ever have like a meeting where I I feel like this is so silly, like we're sitting at it, look at how funny this is. We're all taking ourselves so seriously, we're at this big conference table, and life is so fucking stupid. Like, don't, how do we sit here and have a conversation?
2: (laughs) And
4: then it turns into, then we're in a Japanese meeting. But no, but I mean, I, but yeah, you start, and I always have to be like, oh man, you know, like I call out the thing on the way in or I call out like the I was in the elevator and you know it, uh, to someone it smelled weird and some girl like I, I feel like I have to kind of like lighten it and I have to call out like guys like do we really have to get but and I'm like why am I doing that I'm just being uh, you know I was talking to my wife about it I was like I want to go in if I like I had like some important thing where I wanted to say a bunch of like hey I feel that this is unjust and uh, I want to make sure this happens but I always have the tendency to be like look and guys like I love everybody you know who cares I mean like we're yeah, yeah. all just being we're all people trying to make our way we all get in these little cars and then we drive there from here to there and (laughs) molecules and existential and boop and then we're uh, that's it we're done we're a blip (laughs) on the radar but and my wife's like yeah but that's not that isn't just being on that's you're insecure because you're actually that's you not able to go in and say I want these things feeling confident in what you want that's yeah. you having to undermine the whole situation you're trying to make
0: it seem smaller yeah because you're being like I'm a like yeah, yeah. like in the grand I, scheme of things it's not important but what I want right right yeah.
4: exactly or just like and so I, I don't know and I I guess I, so I still have that tendency like just being self-reflexive and self-deprecating that, that doesn't make you a bigger person. It doesn't make you uh, a smarter person. I mean, sometimes it's just fucking being selfish or it's just, or it's just being insecure. Like, you know, self deprecate it's funny and stuff, but uh, yeah, and then that's great, but I mean, at at the end of it, you gotta, don't you have to kind of stand up and, you know, just, be still. Say what you want yeah. and don't, don't, uh, don't modify it at the end of it. Don't you say – You can you know.
3: say stuff that you want without being a dick about it. Yeah. 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 You can say, hey, it's really important to me yeah. if this yeah. happens yeah. and we can have a com- – Again, yeah. it goes back to the, what we were talking about earlier. It's okay to have a conversation about things. Yeah. Most things are a compromise. Right. You know, this is what I want. Another entity says, well, this is what I want. Then you yeah. go, what's a reasonable way that we can both yeah. get something out of this and yeah. feel satisfied at the end of it? Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. it's very rare because it's very rare that we do that. But I do it's think scary. it's scary. Yeah, it is scary. And I think because of the way that we interact so much with you know, with media, with our phones, with everything, it's as much as there is a conversation that ultimately happens, it is a communication that is that is one one yeah. side, one direction that you're shooting into yeah. uh, into a screen. You're not right. really it's just yeah. this how I feel, this is how I feel, this is how I feel. Right. Yeah.
4: Well and I that yeah, and that's part of the problem that I think I mean, you know, I know it's probably such a tired topic, but th- but with like social media, with Instagramming and selfie and picture and everything and all of this like the people start to remove themselves from their own life because it actually they're they're kind of eulogizing themselves as they
3: live. So yeah, they're they're documenting yeah, so much time so documenting. You
4: yep. used to have Facebook, you know, the the byproduct of uh taking pictures or whatever was that facebook existed so maybe you post something because but now it's like no 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 like you you take pictures you live in order to to put it on yep. some sort of social media and, path. and, and the so,
3: question is for what like what is it ultimately that you're trying to do you, like do you ever go back later and go oh i can't wait to see this uh thing i can't wait to experience this thing again it's rare that you actually go back and experience right the, well,
4: yeah, you're like taking a picture of yourself watching a play. And you're like, well, uh, as we yeah, selfie that shit, this is going to be great. I just there did that. Okay. Why would I do that on an audio podcast? A joke that it's- isn't going to play... <laughs> No, it's so that is like deeply meta and I like that and it's it's only for us. No, it was just for us. Um uh, and you're going to post that and you're going to exploit me, aren't you? Um, <laughs> no. You're eulogizing yourself, Chris. You're alive. Live now for the moment.
3: If I looked better in the picture, I would. Okay? okay to be honest. The yeah. timing on it was bad, Simon. It, and I I just
4: Well, you didn't have the camera to look, no, I'll show you. I had
3: it. to fucks with it. But but I I agree 100% and and by the way, I'm guilty of it too. It's like because everybody gets, you know, how many times have you been this? I'm so ashamed to admit this, but how many times have you seen a beautiful vista or been to a beautiful park or something? And your first thought is, I got to take a picture of this. And then you start feeling the pressure of like, oh, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to take the right picture to capture this moment in the way that I'm feeling it. But by that point, you're not feeling it anymore.
4: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, you know, and I mean, obviously, our attention spans are I mean, it is changing our brain chemistry and, and whatever. There's a lot of wonderful positive things, but I, I don't know. I, I just, it, yeah, it's scary. I, I it, it, it also like, it triggers that part of my brain too in like in high school where I, I was just always panicked that there was a, something better happened but there was a party or i wasn't gonna be invited or somebody was saying something behind my back or did somebody like the thing i did or just, and and sometimes i find myself it's that same feeling on you know social media where you're like ah, and that quest for validation and the thing and then the, the, the oh why are those two people talking on twitter like oh well, they don't like me like they don't know or you know or whatever it is and i don't i don't think that's really healthy because i because <laughs> no, my if your heart rate goes up when you check yeah. twitter or if if you're or it goes down or uh you know or your your self worth has any fluctuation while you're on any of these things. I don't I don't think that's a I don't think that's a great way to live. And I think a lot of people, you know, do that the first thing in the morning. Or the, and so
3: I I you know I, but it just I, goes back to where you're placing your identity. And if you're placing your identity in the validation of other people, yeah, at, at, at any cost, yeah. you are not going to live a happy life. <laughs>
4: yeah, it's just harder than ever. I think to avoid it. That's kind of what it. Which is you know it's always been there's always been a version of it and. Uh, you know, it, I think like it's it used to maybe people celebrity was a way you would uh, get uh, out there on a big platform and you know say like Daddy, do you love me now or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but I but now you know you can say like followers. I mean, who, can you imagine like 20 years ago if you overheard somebody be like, I got 800,000 followers. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, it's Charles Manson. How many likes uh, do you get? How many likes <laughs> do you have? All yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the prophets talked about. I mean, it's it, it's weird. I but you know, hey, here we are. So.
3: Yeah, but you know, it's. I think it just sort of plays into, I mean, it, it the 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 dark side is all fear based and insecurity, yeah, driven and it, and it, and the, the best thing that we can do is as we get older and wiser is just realize like, eh, it doesn't really right. say anything about who you are. And, no, no, you know, I don't you know, think it's... Like it's, so. It's 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 okay, and and I think it's a, I think it's great that you made a. I mean, because in your position, you you must get you must get offered stuff. Yeah,
4: there are things it's hard. It's also scheduling like is challenging just because of the show and, and, and summertime. But to pick a thing
3: that meant something to you that really is an expression of something that was personal to you is, you know, is like, uh, I'm sure there was probably something that you may have turned down that was more money, potentially more notoriety, whatever. And you were like, I don't need that. I just want this thing that means something to me.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it took, you know, and it took some time. (laughs) It took some years to do it. And, We had a baby in the middle and we had to, you know, postpone it. And it was like, yeah, it was definitely uh, a a labor of love and and, uh, dysfunctional love and all all of that. And uh, it came out, you
3: know, it came out the way we wanted it to come out. Have you guys – well, you must have. I was – have you actually just sat down and watched it alone together and been like, oh, oh God. We, that's like the last
4: thing we'd ever want to do. Because I guess, the, you know, you're editing, you're in a room for so many months and it's like all you do is watch it by yourself. And so right. you're like, you you hate it by the end. And you can't tell what's happening, if it's working or you, yeah. you don't know what you're watching. Because you're I mean, this far from it. Yeah, yeah. And it's also like, it is a comedy. at the, I mean, it's it's got some darkness and some real gritty kind of honesty and and painful moments in it but it's it it is it is a comedy and then we you know we you lose perspective and so we went the first time we got to watch it with an actual audience was at south by southwest and it was it was like one of the best nights of my whole life it was amazing it was the place went too crazy actually it was like they were it was like a rock concert we didn't you know it might have been a little disproportionate to what a Uh, I don't know a normal audience I don't know what it was about it but they went absolutely nuts and uh and we got this incredible response, and it was like exactly the kind you wanted. They laughed. It was like because the, the laughs in the movie are more of like the forehead slapping laughs. Like we want people to have welts on their forehead because <laughs> there, it's a lot of no, go because it's just me fucking up every five minutes. And and they followed it, and they were like, you know, there's always those moments in movies where you're like, if they get if they're with it this moment, then they get the movie or right. And, that, yeah. and it happened, you know, immediately, and it was like that was a success and we were like you know what whatever happens from here on out um we made a movie that tells a story that people like you know and and then we got to see it in like in edinburgh and this opera we were at the at the film festival there and it was like this opera house and men in tuxedos and i never expected one man in a tuxedo to watch this movie let alone (laughs) uh 500 or whatever but it was uh and it was so those are the moments where you're like this is this works and um and this is why we did it and it's like I kind of don't want to see it. Like, I mean, maybe in some years and some time, but like it's, it's like it's a great way to kind of finish the the journey is to experience it with a group of people who don't know you and don't know your story and know that it works for them too. And uh, yeah, and it had we got a, a, a wide range of really people moved and people thought it was hilarious. People thought it was so painful. People, I mean, it was it was great. So that's all. I guess you can hope for and and but I mean it's not easy. I think you have to be compelled like like a like a lunatic to make a movie. I mean I think you really kind of have to go you know into in in and in, into the asylum and break out uh, in order to make the movie and then check back in after He'll put on that weight that you lost, and uh, and then go, you know, promote it.
3: Well, you look great. I, I thank you. The I'm, weight's coming back on, actually. And I'm very excited for you. And uh, as I've said, you know, it's it, all of my encounters with you have been so great, and we've had dinner a couple times. We and have. It's been, we should do that again. And and I and I really would like to see you do a one man show called Cage Match, where you just <laughs> do. Uh, it's sort of it's like the like when Ben Stiller did the Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, what was it called? Oh, uh, the Cruise Up in
4: Lights? The, uh, yeah, it was yeah. the... Uh, uh, on the Ben Seller show? Uh, yeah, on the, the Ben one man, show. Yeah,
3: the one-man show. it was, it was
4: show. called Up in Lights, I think. Yeah, I think it was so, called. yeah. But he does all the like the risky business. Yes, come and, on and cruise yeah, yeah. along <laughs> with me. Yeah, yeah, and then he yeah,
3: winks yeah. at the camera. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah.
4: No, I mean, the Cage... It, it would be great, because also like, through the years of Cage, too. Like the, I mean, the looks of yeah. him and the, the, the styles. And, oh, my God. I mean, it was... Somebody released a thing online It was like, can you guess... The it was like can you guess the Cage movie and it was just the hair like yeah. silhouettes of the hair cut out like draw like kind of like you know drawing like a yeah silhouetted sort of just version of the hair with his face missing and it was amazing yeah and I, I I did really well on it but uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to brag my <laughs> wife seen, did very well at it I've too seen She's way too many way, in the cage. way too many, yeah way too many movies but uh, yeah well we'll do that let's
3: do a Cage match thing we'll do it Simon Helberg. It was wonderful to see you. You too. As we exit the Notice Podcast. Thank you. Don't document this. <laughs> Just enjoy it. Just enjoy a burrito. Don't document what? the burrito.
0: Don't take a picture of it. Eat it. That's what's there for
3: you. Are we documenting it, though, by recording this and putting it out there? Well, yeah. But we're recording kind of this? We do it. So it's cool if we do it, but not anyone else? Yeah. No, 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 no.
0: We're okay. doing this for them to experience. We're yeah. Making the, we're documenting the thing for them to experience.
3: Yeah, but if we're doing that, but if we... Hmm. But if we're doing it so that that people like it and enjoy it, is that selfish? Are we doing it for selfish reasons? Yes. I did not know people were going to hear that. You know what? If you're listening to this, please take a
4: selfie of yourself listening to this and uh, put it up on on my Twitter page. (laughs) That's Simon Helper. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito